All right, it's May 31st, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about Kit Harrington's problems, Georgia about to lose a lot of tax dollars, and we're going to have a light-hearted conversation about Chernobyl. Today it's just Dave and I. Jimmy is off doing uh, other podcast-related items with his other man, Jake. That's okay. Dave and I are here to just hold down the fort and not cry about it. <sighs> Sound real, not bitter there. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right, last weekend's box office, May 17th. No, that's not right. Well, whatever it was. Uh, box office, uh, number one debuting. <laughs> I just forgot the change of fucking dates. It's May 23rd to the yeah. 27th. You think the weekend goes from the 23rd to the 27th? Are you it was a four-day weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It, doesn't, <laughs> it honestly does not matter. So. <laughs> All right, opening up the number one spot is Aladdin with uh, $91.5 million. Number two, dropping from the top spot with John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum with 24.5. Avengers Endgame slipped to the three spot, 17.2. Number four, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, 13.4. And uh, debuting top five is Brightburn with 7.8. Yep. So I, I just want to say last week, Endgame was about 125 million, million yeah. away, and it's still like over 100 million away. Oh, now, it's just under 100 million away. Maybe by today. I was looking at the weekend numbers. Yeah. It's, it's, I saw a lot of articles this week that were like, eh, it's probably not going to pass Avatar now. No, no. Um, I didn't take into account how every single week there was a big release coming out. I, I tried to warn you. Please, you, you, you outright told me. I just didn't listen. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just if it passes it, the latest projections are it'll pass it around Labor Day if they keep it in theaters that long. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point they have to like you know take it out of there. But if they kept it in there forever, yeah, of course it would make a million. Yeah, it would make the the extra billion whatever it needs to get. But I just it's just yeah, falling it, so quick. But it really hasn't, though. It's still the number three in the intake. Oh, no, no, for sure. It's just it was it made almost a billion dollars in the first weekend, and now it's making $17 million. Yeah, it did. It's It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really hopeful that this was going to be it. Well, you know what else sucks about these box office numbers is that Booksmart is crashing and burning. I saw that this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It is a legitimately like great comedy. It's basically the next generation super bad. It's written, produced, and directed by women, starring women, has gay characters who aren't caricatures. Mm-hmm. But Anna Perina, who's distributing it, has had like three bombs already this year, so they didn't put any marketing behind it. Which sucks. I mean, but and also it's going up against a monster crew in the top five. Oh yeah. The fact that they thought they'd open the same the week after John Wick, the same week as Aladdin and Brightburn, which horror always does like decent numbers. Yeah, it was just a stupid weekend to come out. Yeah, I, I am. I am honestly a little surprised. Pokemon Pikachu still outbeat it, but yeah, that's that's right. You're it's you're exactly right. Marketing wasn't there. Yeah, like if they were if they were smart, they would have done like a couple of small festivals and like built up goodwill. 
And yep. because like it's gotten great reviews. So if yeah, they did those started. at festivals, people would have been more interested. Yeah, I mean, I've only started seeing the uh, trailers on TV for the past like couple weeks. Yeah, we've been seeing the theaters for like a couple months now, but I was we, go, say, we go to the movies all the time. I only knew about it because we have this podcast, and I go to at least a movie a week, so yeah. I've seen the trailer. It's, it's too bad. Damn. Maybe we'll get a jump next week. Who knows? Probably not. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, before we go on to this, I about Avengers. I heard that they're also MC, MCU is going to stop. Like they're not going to have any more Avengers movies. Well, that's what they said. The plan, like at least for ten years, they're yeah. not doing it. They want to like just have smaller team ups, like kind of how Spider Man was Spider Man and Iron Man, and how Thor three was Thor and Hulk. Oh, okay. So they just want to do like smaller teams. Okay. Okay, I, I, that's which I think is fair because we have had a ton of team up. So you don't want to oversaturate it. Exactly. If you wait ten years before the next Avengers movie, then you're going to crack that two point nine billion mark. Oh yeah, especially yeah. if because the Russo brothers said the one thing they would definitely come back to the MCU for is Secret Wars. Oh yeah, they do Secret Wars. You actually have a Robert Downey Jr. and a Chris Evans cameo in that because it's alternate dimension ones. Mm. Be nice. That that would break three billion. It would, guaranteed. Yeah. Or Sheehan gets another tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Headliners this week. The internet won. Uh, you guys. Uh, I hope you by now you saw the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, trailer, but the internet beat it up so badly, saying that Sonic was creepy and it was just weird looking. That they're actually delaying the release and going to be redesigning the character. See, I they had already announced they were redesigning the character, but they hadn't pushed it back for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I was all in on the conspiracy theory that they already had the movie with a correctly designed Sonic, and they released the trailer to go viral and like have a moment on the internet. And I was so bought in on it, especially when they didn't push back the release date at first. I was like, there's no way they can do it in time. It'd this was possible. a marketing stunt. And then they just announced it's being delayed. So there goes my theory. Yeah, I mean, that's a good theory. I, I would that it seemed like it was definitely intentional how bad it was. Yeah, I mean it was fucking atrocious. And they couldn't decide between like realism and cartoon, so they went halfway between, which is never good for anybody. No, you can't. Even do, I mean, you can't even come close to realism with a hedgehog, obviously. Well, I mean, you know they're real. I understand, but they're not. <laughs> But just how you said that, it was like, you know they're not like unicorns, right? Of course, I do know that, but it's not like this. No, for sure. And I I also bought into it because, like, within 24 hours of that trailer coming out, there were already, like, fan edits with a more, like, video game and comic book accurate Sonic. And I was like, if, if random idiots on the internet can do it this quick... Yeah, there's no, I, there's no way they fucked up this bad. I actually did. I watched one of those, and I was expecting like an actual like like hand drawn cartoon or something, and I was like waiting for it to pop up. I was like, oh no, wait, this is it the whole time. The guy, yeah. did, the guy did it seamlessly, and I didn't realize it was that much different. So that just goes to show you that I think Sonic Hedgehog was dumb as fuck, anyways. But I mean, I love those games going up. Sonic Adventure course. One and Two on the Dreamcast mm. were fucking amazing games. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Sonic and Knuckles. That was my game. That was a great one too. That that might have been the first Sonic game I played because I was so young. I played it like at my cousins, and then my 
I made my mom buy me like Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and then Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles. Once you went Knuckles, I mean, it was the, the other one sucked in comparison. Yeah, because you could you swap back and forth. Oh, God, it was so sick. With yeah. the bonus levels trying to get the Chaos Emeralds. Mm, God. Video games. Yeah, I could, I could talk about Sonic forever. So, fun fact, he's definitely going to go on my sleeve at some point. I want to get a Sonic tat. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I loved that game growing up. Did you get Tails? No. Oh, I should get Banjo-Kazooie. Ooh, I, I did love them, but I, I want to do ones that, like, I don't know. I you didn't put it in your elbow, so you took, put it up like waka 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 waka. <laughs> well, after you get your first tat, Shannon won't be mad if you get more, so you can just do that. That's the problem. If I get if when if when I get this tattoo, uh, it's gonna uh, like unleash the floodgates, dude. That's what happened to me. I had one I wanted to get for like twelve years, I and I was like, I'm just gonna get this one, mm-hmm. and I got it, loved it. And as I was walking out of the tattoo parlor, I was like, I cannot wait to get more tattoos. They are addicting. Yeah. And speaking of addictions, this week... <laughs> hey, that's a hell of a segue. This week, Kit Harrington had to enter into rehab due to drinking and the stress from Game of Thrones ending. And he started drinking at the end of season five because that's when Jon Snow became kind of like the focal point of the show. Mm-hmm. And fans just started harassing him daily. Like, he got calls from... uh government officials there's that story where it wasn't him but like obama asked the showrunners like is Jon snow really dead and like he the one time he got out of a traffic t- ticket by giving like small spoilers about an upcoming season yeah i i didn't i didn't know that he was like drinking i thought he just was like mentally not doing well no he's he like it's an out al- it's a for alcoholics is the rehab center he went to the wellness center dave it depends on where you click. The link I put in there is a wellness. It says wellness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, obviously, we know stress from this kind of stuff. It's real. It's not just like rich people like, oh, what was me? I have so much money. He, he was, I mean. I mean, all, imposter syndrome's a real thing. Yeah, we all saw the backlash of like this past season. So him not feeling that he was up to it anyways, and then seeing how shittily received this past the last season was, I can see how that would break anyone down. Yeah. And like I said, especially because he had graduated drama school, did like one play, and then got Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know if you re- like read the interviews and stuff with him, but he was saying it was, it was up until like season five where he could watch it and not be like, I'm, the, I'm not the worst thing in a show of like great people. It's sad. It's it, the- it, it really is. Perception is very weird for for people doing this kind of thing. You know, they, they don't, they don't, they they're not able. I understand it. it; makes a lot of sense. I feel bad for the poor guy, um, but he's you know I feel bad for him even more. He's going to look back in his life uh, when he's like fifty or sixty and realize, Jesus man, I had it made. No one remembers me anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He might. I mean, I'm. He's not. I mean, I don't fault him for how he's handling it, but he's like, he's going to look back and like, fuck, man, it really was awesome. I think part of it will be that, but I think he'll be happy. Like, if he does fall in the limelight, he'll be kind of happy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, I hope he doesn't go into some rom-com circuit and fall into oblivion. I don't think he'll do rom-com because I don't know if you watch Seven Days in Hell, the HBO no movie. It's hilarious, and he's playing against Andy Samberg. Oh yes, the the tennis movie. Yes. Oh, that was and so he funny. is fantastic in that. So I could, I would love to see him kind of be like. 
the Chris Hemsworth path where he's like much more goofy roles. Oh, so you're saying he's going to be an Asgardian prince later yeah. on down the line. Yeah, casting in the MCU. That. He's a bastard son of Loki. I can see that totally. Oh, yeah. I can see him as like one of the cosmic characters. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if um, – what's his face? The um, the pretty boy who just played um, Ted Bundy. What's his face? God, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. If he doesn't get to play uh, you know, Adam Warlock, then sign up Kit Harrington. See, I, I don't know if Harrington would be good for Adam Warlock, but I think he'd be good for, like, Nova. Nova's fucking stupid. But I feel like he is <laughs> a dumb character. Eh, I don't know. I like that they already set it up. Give him some golden locks. He might be pretty cool with it. You know? I can't picture him with golden hair. Yeah. Until you see it. Yeah. MCU does some wonderful things with graphics, so, I mean. True. All right. Let's... All right. Um, excuse me. Uh, let's go into some slightly um, realistic news here. That Disney and Netflix are both threatening to pull out of Georgia if their anti-abortion laws pass. The law specifically is the heartbeat law, which is they decided that um, once you receive a heartbeat in a, in a fetus, that they are officially a person and you can no longer kill them, which at some it's it's six weeks in. Six weeks. And fun fact, most women do not know they're pregnant until eight weeks. No. Because six, six weeks is literally only like a week and a half or a week late on your period. Yep. And it's uh, like less than the size of like it's a piece of rice. So there's no showing whatsoever. It's, it's bananas. Um, yeah. It's, so yeah. in, in terms of the entertainment uh, world, it's Georgia offers one of the most cushy tax benefits for, for production companies to film there. It's yeah, Pine, Pinewood there. Studios is there, which is the major studio for Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Like every, every outdoor scene you've seen in Marvel, chances are it was half like Atlanta's like garden <laughs> with a bunch of CGI behind it. But yeah, it's all it's, it's Georgia. Uh, so if they lose, if, if Georgia loses these, these companies like Disney and, and Netflix, which are monster companies, they're going to lose a substantial chunk of their, uh, their economy. And that's talking news. Yeah, that's, I mean, good, good for these companies because D- Disney and Netflix would both have to move to states that will get, they'll get tax incentives, but it'll be less because Georgia is far and away the largest one mm-hmm. and good, like, well, I mean, like whether, whether you agree with the law or not, I, I say it's good for Disney and Netflix to both. They both their statements were basically the majority of our employees do not support this law and do not feel comfortable being in a state that has this law, and we will stand by our employees. Yep. And good for them for putting like their people ahead of a quick buck because they don't have to by any means. No, nobody outright was was associating Netflix or Disney with Georgia. Nobody. Yeah. No, I mean their headquarters aren't even there, but they just happen to have projects there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean it's ballsy for Disney, especially because Disney is Mickey Mouse, and that's like you all these, you don't rock all these yeah all all these super religious uh, people who support this. It's they ever. I mean, if the one standard thing is there's this, there's death taxes and Disney, everyone loves them. Everyone loves Disney. It's it's mandatory. Everyone has buys Mickey Mouse shit. It's just like, it's a bedrock. So for them to risk losing this shit, for, for it's it, bravo to them. Good for them for standing up for their employees. But yeah. I also, when I was Googling, trying to find more background of the story, I got confused because um, this happened three years ago. 
This exact thing happened three years ago with the bathroom laws. Yeah. So they're just doing it all over again. So Disney and Netflix are flexing their muscles again and hoping to push us back. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, we weren't sure back then, so I didn't really know about it, but like. I, I, I didn't know about it as well as I know about this, but I knew it had happened and I knew it worked. Well, I think, so. I think the real big one was the one that was, because it also included AMC, because uh, they have The Walking Dead, but more mm. importantly, the NFL, which has the Falcons. So yeah. if, if the NFL was like, you know, we're going to move out of here, that would be substantially problematic for them. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say that the NFL has more weight than Disney and Netflix. For average Georgian, Georgians? 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 I have no idea. I, I think they Georgians. might. But speaking of Netflix, they are releasing a Between Two Ferns movie this September. I'm actually kind of interested in it. I like those skits, and I like Scott Ackerman, who's directing it. I don't know what else he's directed, but I like him as a comedian. So I just uh, don't understand how. Is this going to be like a, a feature-length hour and a half to two hour long like series of interviews? Are they going to be following around Zach Galifianakis like in a day in his life getting ready for the interviews? I'm, I'm I think just, that's what it's going to be like, a day in a life of him and like wacky hijinks ensue as he's getting ready for this interview and then like – Maybe the last scene is him sitting down to do the interview with someone. Or maybe is it like an actual documentary of how they're doing this? Like, is it actually pulled out? Like, the, last year or two years ago, they pulled in Obama to do it. Yeah, in, in his last year of term. Yeah, so, I mean, is, is it maybe it might be just like a documentary of how they got this weird, stupid, odd show, like public access style show, get these monster names on it. On it. It's just... The only reason I don't think it's that is... I'm just saying, like... Because that, Scott Arkham's direct... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. The only is reason it, I don't think it's that though is just um Scott Ackerman is directing and he's like not a documentarian at all. He's a comedian. Well, I mean, you would have said that about uh Adam something or I should really have his names loaded in my head before I bring up points. The guy did Vice and uh To Be to Fail or uh the Big Short. Yeah. Well Will Farrell's partner, you wouldn't have thought that he'd be Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Uh, you wouldn't have thought he'd do those kind of movies, but he did them and he crushed them. So you just don't know if okay. anything could happen. Anything's possible. Uh, things I'm interested in Alexandra Daddario will be playing the lead in Celestial Blue, which is a movie about a flight attendant who is faced with a deadly pandemic that breaks out during an international flight. It is a horror slash thriller, which we all know I am not a fan of, but you put Daddario on screen. As a lead, and then I'm a sucker for a play, movie about planes, like problems on planes. Every every movie with that has a problem on a plane is excellent. Snakes you got Flight on a plane. Three, Snakes on a Plane. You got Air Force One. They're at Con Air. Con Air. How could I forget Con Air? Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of plane movies too, and I well, like. Uh, can't go anywhere. You literally can't. I like it. like virus pandemic outbreak movies too. Yeah, like Contagion. What was he? All that stuff. Um, and I like Alexander Daddario, because who doesn't? Yes. So I, I feel like this movie could go two ways. Either it's going to be, like, super gritty and good like that, mm. or it's going to be such a, like, not even a B movie, like, C movie, and it'll be so trash. There's going to be no middle ground, I feel like. See, the, uh, the issue was I was looking for when I was going to start filming and everything, and it, there is no set date. They, they actually just signed on her to help sell it. Um, they're shopping around a con film festival right now. So it's not even definite, Oof. but uh, it sucks. That's I, not even good. If you're like, no offense, I love her, but she's not like a leading actress that you sign 
to sell the movie better. You do if it's a B B rated movie. Yeah, like this is gonna be like Baywatch level. Which I mean, and this is a popcorn through the roof movie. I didn't even think I thought Baywatch was boring in a lot of parts. Really? Yeah. You not a big fan of The Rock? I love The Rock. I love like ninety percent of his movies. You not a big fan of Zac Efron? I love Zac Efron. I thought they I were the. Mario? I thought she wasn't good in the movie, actually. Well, excuse you, Mr. Sexist. Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't want. I wanted more Zac Efron shirtless. You can get that. You mean, come on. That's that's just patronizing. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last thing we have up here is a trailer I threw in for The Kitchen. Uh, it came out today. It's basically like an old school mob movie, but it's starring Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. So not any three actresses. Like you'd think with that cast, it would be a like comedy, and it's not oh, at all. Elizabeth Moss is a very serious actress. But with Tiffany Haddish and yeah, I don't Melissa like McCarthy. Actually, but I, I, she, she looked pretty good in this. Yeah, all three of them did. I felt like they like it just McCarthy. You know, and we know she can play serious. I was just very shocked because going into this trailer, I thought it was going to be a comedy and it looks straight out of, I don't want to say it's as good as, but it looks straight out of the vein of like Goodfellas and I'm blanking on mob movies now. Departed. Um, Godfather. Yep. Like like those type of mob movies, not a comedy one. Um, well, it's it struck me as is weird and I couldn't place my finger on it. The, the whole premise is three women doing mob stuff because their husbands are in jail. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered, oh, this is a TV show last year. It was a movie last year. No, no, a TV show, Good Girls. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, NBC's Good Girls. Uh, to play three mothers overwhelmed with financial worries and domestic crises who will take up a life of crime. Uh, exactly that. Yeah. This one looks so much better than yeah. this. this is like already canceled, so it won. I don't think they even made it the full season. You know, I'm okay. Like, even if this is a remake of that, I'm okay with that. More remakes need to be made of like bad TV shows and bad movies that had good premises. Yeah, it's not a remake by any means, but it's just like taking the the half baked thought they had and like, oh, let's just actually put like the half hours worth of thought behind it. Yeah, so I'm pumped for this. We we should review it when it comes out. Oh, I'd be down for that. You know, you know, just review <laughs> Chernobyl. What a what a show. I mean, I I still say so. It has one episode to fuck it up, but I'm putting it tied with Band of Brothers. It's the I, I read somewhere that it's the top-rated uh, Rotten Tomatoes series ever. Yeah, which it's, is like hard to beat. I mean, that's. I mean, I can't. That, that, that would have to mean that not a single person who who is Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic said it was bad. Not a single person. I, yeah, I don't think anyone ha- like if you go out and say this show is bad, you yeah. are. No, you're you're like going into it being like I'm going to rate this badly. I don't even think you can do that. I think like you you watch it. All right, I'll tell you why. Because I was dead set on watching Chernobyl on Monday, but there was also a conflict in my schedule because the Boston Bruins are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Game one was, was Monday night. So I was planning it. I was going to ha- watch the first period, switch over to Chernobyl, and have my uh, my phone up to wa- have it on a game on the side while I watch Chernobyl. 
it, uh, nine o'clock rolled around and we were in intermission. So I didn't think about it. I watched the first scene with the, the cow. And yeah. once, once that thing happened, I was locked in and I didn't look up for another half an hour when I realized the game was already well going on. I was like, well, I can't. I just, I'm, I cannot possibly like focus on two things at once. So yeah. I missed an entire period and a half by watching Chernobyl and I don't regret a thing. No, this and also this week, like this show week to week, it has just been getting better in my opinion. And they already started as like, I guess started at probably a 94 out of 100 and each week it's better. We're banging on a hundred for me. Yeah, if, uh, I, if I, it I, continues, I'm gonna rate this series hundred out of hundred. I have but not a single thing upset about. Or this, this past episode, and this isn't a complaint, but it was the most depressing hour of TV or movie I have ever watched. Right? You mean, I was. It, I, the, the, there was one line. There was one line that broke me, followed like, and then the 15 minutes that followed it when you followed the character. And it was during the liquidator sequence. And the uh, boss of the liquidators was like, uh, Don't worry, they're mostly pets. So they'll come up to you because they think you're going to feed them. And then the 10 to 15 minutes that followed that, I, it just, I mean, it broke me. I was openly crying watching it. It was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. It's like just a turkey shoot on puppies and dogs and cats. Cats! I know. The, the cat got me. Oh, and then, the, did you, I don't know if you listened to the behind the scenes I for did. it. Oh my so, God, I'm so glad they cut that part out. Yes, for those of you who don't follow like the extra behind the scenes stuff, they're based on a true story and they shot it, but they just decided to cut it because it was too depressing. What happened with one of those puppies is it survived the gunshot wound and they didn't realize it until it was in the pit with all the other dead animals and they were pouring cement in and they were out of bullets and they couldn't put the puppy out of its misery. So they just had to bury it alive in concrete. Oh, no, 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 no. You missed the part. Hmm. They didn't want it to suffer. So they beat it to death. Oh, I did miss that. I, I, I heard they just... He took the butt of the gun and kept, it, it, it repeatedly beat the thing in, the, in its head. <sighs> That's still and awful. This, the soldier who's telling the story, the guy who actually did it, he went through Afghanistan. He killed uh, like dozens of men. He's still haunted by this one moment of having the... Because he, he did it because he cared. He's like, this poor thing was like going to be buried alive in cement, which is no one deserves that. And yeah. so he had, he had to just do it and he... he I mean, it's it broke him for years. This is thirty-four years ago. He hasn't recovered. Yeah, it's... crazy man. The show is so fucking good, and the reason why it's so good is because it actually happened. There's only one character in the whole show that wasn't real, and she it's it's one of the main scientists, the uh, the girl, and she's a composite of uh, like at least twenty to a hundred different scientists that gave and up. They said like the like. The character she's playing did exist. They just like combine like twenty different scientists yeah. into like it's different minor discoveries a bunch of different people made. They just gave it to one scientist, so there wasn't twenty scientists. Yeah, you, you had to do that to like for cinematic reasons because you can't just have like a, a random people popping in here and there because that'd be ludicrous. You wouldn't be able to follow it. Yeah, I, I give them that. All right, but everything else, the, the timeline, the sequence of events. Down to even some of the verbatim conversations had and recorded everything. So they actually, oh, you're right. It's it's the, when when they're prepping the guys to go out on the roof to to shovel off the shit, uh, the like the the radioactive the graphite. graphite. 
That was I couldn't believe it when he said that. That was it was the exact verbatim speech he gave him over and over again to these same guys because they could only they could only be on the roof for ninety seconds and before they got their lifetime dose of radiation. Yeah, and they they thought I mean they knew that that wasn't really good because that's their lifetime dose. So that means they can never get another X ray, can never get a CAT scan, they can never like stand too close to a fucking microwave. You know. It just wouldn't kill them in the moment, and they would have, like, they'd be okay for maybe, like, 15 more years. But so they had they, they had 3,900 men run through and in groups of, like, 15 to 20. And so this guy had to give the same speech over and over again. They said it was, like, almost like a prayer at, towards, like, the end of it because he just memorized it, and it wasn't even meaning anything anymore. He was just, like, giving this whole prayer out, you know? Yeah. It's... If you are not watching Chernobyl... Go and watch it, but it is 100% a show you cannot binge. Like, I need the week in between, I need at least a few days. But Can you the week in between is all this in a row. So, one of my co workers, he find because I've been hassling him since the show premiered, and he finally started watching it. He said he watched the first three episodes in a row, and I couldn't yeah. do that. I was like, dude, how do you not blow your brain out? This is this is one of the I'm not even that, like, yeah, yes, you'll you'll be like in a dark place. Yeah, yeah, like I need, I need like the a week to come out of the funk from this. But like, it's a good funk because it's a great show. But it's it it's heavy, and it's heavy because you know what this this port it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like there was no exaggeration. They actually they actually watered it down because it was so fucked up in real life. What actually happened? The government said they needed help, but not that much because were they're embarrassed by how bad it was. So any help they did get wasn't nearly enough. Like the fucking robot they got from West Germany. They're like, oh, we just need to survive 2,000 Ramkin. Wrong. 15,000. The thing fucking melted on the spot. Stupid. They they said that there is no, uh, it is not possible for a global catastrophe to happen on the motherland. But there fucking it was. And it's still there. But I also finally understand, and I know we've said it before, but um, the showrunner had said that this could only happen there. But it could also only be fixed there. And I finally, after this last episode, 100% understand what he's talking about. Because, like, it only happened there because the Soviet government was so worried about, like, any hint of any failure ever getting out. So they hid information and it caused people to fuck up and this to happen. But they could only fix it because the Soviet government was one of maybe two governments in the entire world where they would just be like, okay, we're going to throw bodies at this problem to fix it and the people genuinely believed in the state so they were just like okay that's my job there was no protest or anything they're like all right let's do it yeah man it was i mean not maybe not so much the state i mean they were they were pissed off about like a lot of things like prime example was the miners they weren't they they, they, they weren't happy but they also were like okay we're gonna do it because it was the country was based on labor so everyone was laborers like well fuck this is my job this is this is what I do, and this is just a shitty event that I got thrown into. But hey, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. The mindset they had was unbelievable, and I, it's, you're right. I, I I didn't understand back then, but now I do. And it's, the it's fact that they they were like the bio robots, and they looked at him. He's like humans. Let's just we have to use humans. And to, to a degree, I respect the shit out of it. You know, it's it's, it's such a heavy decision to have to make. Like I, I don't know for the, uh, the the government the the for players of the Lega, doing for Lega, Lega's off the main yeah, Larry Larry uh, yeah 
for him to have to, because he, he's just a scientist who wants to help out. He's not like a high up government official or anything. Yeah, he's not but, a partyman. Well, he actually was like a staunch Soviet partyman until this. Yeah, but he was not like, you know, the bureaucrats. Yes, bureaucrat, yes. He, he was a bureaucrat. And the fact that he was the one finally being like, listen, this is awful. But we just got to throw bodies at it because the world is fucked if we don't fix this. Yeah, it's just a classic case of, you know, you sacrifice a, like, a few people or you lose five countries to an explosion. And it's the few people was 600,000 people they ended up using. But as opposed to like 30 million. Yes, 100%. It's, I mean, like I said, he's a scientist, so he understood numbers. And it's, you, it sucks, but it made sense. Yeah, And you and understand why? It, I mean, first scene of the show he commits suicide within like another year from the finale yeah i mean it, it, he was obviously haunted by his by his decisions and i think I, and obviously in the last episode we found that, that he knew a little bit more but didn't quite connect the dots like he, he was like i think willfully like being like that can't be it that can't be it we'll find a different reason mm. and then it's this just, is finally the evidence and he was like well that's it if you made a movie about this and like this didn't actually happen, you'd be like, "This is completely science fiction. This would never work. This would never happen." Yeah, and it's it the, show, the show is like ninety-eight point five percent accurate. Yeah, it happened the, the year I was born. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I have turned over. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's wrap this up. I feel like we're going to go review it right now, but we're not. Five stars, 99%. Well, we got one more episode. It's going to it's going to take a lot for me to... Oh, no, me, me too. Yeah. All right. Um. So, movies coming out this weekend. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I'm pumped for that, but I love Godzilla. It's going to yeah, be like a stupid plot. I just want to see Godzilla and other monsters fight each other. Well, every Godzilla movie is a stupid plot. Yeah. That's part of it. And well, I, I was reading reviews because it doesn't have good reviews, and most of the reviews were the plot is so bad, the script is so bad, but the CGI and like the monster fighting is great. And I'm like, well, what why is, are you like? You don't go to Godzilla expecting a Star is Born. Yeah, right. I mean, I watched uh, Sesame Street. I'm not expecting it's always sunny. Yeah, just you got to modify your expectations for what it actually is. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Ma. Coming out, Octavia Spencer is a new movie where she plays a uh, quiet Ohio woman who buys some booze for uh, little teenagers and suddenly is their stalker. I yeah, that I'm a horror movie guy. That looks good. I just hate Octavia Spencer. Why? I don't know. So it's, we've talked about this before. She's just one of those people who she is on screen. And I'm just like I get hurt. Oh, she's your Timothy Shyamalan. I yeah, one of them. One of them. I, I'm hurt by a lot of people. Her and the. She's not. She's nowhere near um, uh, Meryl Streep, but I mean, they're in the conversation. You just hate strong women. Meryl Streep is not a strong fucking woman. She's just loud and an asshole. <laughs> All right. All right. On. Rocket Man. This one. I'm pumped for this. This is well. Monday we're reviewing Aladdin, but the following week we're reviewing Rocket Man. Yeah. No, I'm done with that. Uh, Eggsy. I love him. Uh, Eggsy. Yes. I mean, I just can't wait for that. And then uh, Netflix coming out. Always be my maybe. This that, actually looked like a fun little cute. Netflix is bringing back rom coms. Yeah, I'm, I'm all way. in on it. Strong way. 
rom-coms i think have been something that's been missing from the movies for a long time and uh it's sad because they're just they everyone can get behind them it's yes really and you so before we wrap up you left a movie off of this did i that jimmy's gonna be pissed that and i wasn't too happy you left it off coming out tomorrow well today if you're listening to this on friday may 31st deadwood the movie is out it's been 10 years it's actually been more it ended in 2006 so it's been 13 years since that show ended and they finally got all the cast back deadwood is what yeah deadwood the movie comes out on hbo tomorrow oh well fucking yeah man i don't keep track of hbo releases I mean, it's Deadwood, though. It's yeah, no, I understand that. But if I don't keep track of every fucking television release, you made this be a mile long. Well, yeah, but it, it, you put a Netflix movie. Dead, Deadwood's a bigger. Just one. I know, but I'm saying Deadwood's a bigger movie than Always Be My Baby. So should I watch uh, Deadwood before watching the movie? Yes. Well, it looks like that's not going to happen. It's I can't watch the movie tomorrow just because. I am in the middle of a rewatch because Kari hadn't seen it yet. And we just finished season two right before we recorded. So we have 12 more episodes to watch before I watch the movie. You can bang that out real quick. Yeah. Hopefully by like early next week. I mean, if you try hard, you can bang that out in two days. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting sick. Maybe that's just what we do this weekend. I think that's an absolutely great idea. Yeah. Right. So you're going to go do that. I'm going to go watch Aladdin. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to review it. Gonna give it five stars. Maybe. Nah, I'm not gonna I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not gonna spoil it. I will say so a little teaser for everyone. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to. That's all you can ask. You go to movies to have fun. Alright, on that one we're gonna head out. So uh, Jimmy, play the music. <laughs> so check us out on uh, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Facebook at Six Pack Cinema. Uh, we released a shirt for Game of Thrones. Check that out. Buy it. Maybe. I mean, tell your friends. Oh, we didn't even talk about that with uh, Game of Thrones, but it came out today that Bran being king is from George R. R. Martin. That wasn't a D and D thing. Still dumb as fuck. Bran the Broken. Damn dumb as fuck. So we're gonna continue with that. Great. Um. All right. Well, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks, guys. Love y'all.